Hi there, and welcome to Manningham Christian Centre's Sermon of the Week. I'm so glad you joined us. My name is Matt Wyatt, and I'm the lead pastor here. My prayer for you is that as you listen, you encounter God and find this message practically helpful. It would mean a lot to us if you were able to rate and subscribe. This not only lets us know how we can serve you better, but also spreads the message to those who need to hear it. Hey, thanks so much again, and I look forward to catching up with you later. Bye. Thank you so much. Thank you, Julie. Thanks, everyone. Please take a seat. Well, no pressure, but I've been told I have a great message, so... Oh, no, it's good to be here. It's good to see familiar faces. It's good to see new faces. If I don't know you, hello. Um, This was my home church for a long time. And as Pastor Julie said, um, just over 18 months ago, my husband and I planted a church in Clifton Hill with our children. Um, So that's very exciting. And I'm not going to bring you an update on that today. I'm sure there will be plenty of that at the AGM in a couple of weeks. But today I'm going to speak a message called My Call, Our Call, The Kingdom's Cause. Now, I've dropped in on some of your messages. Oh, it would help if I had the clicker, wouldn't it? Yes, it would help. Yes. So I've dropped in on some of your messages over the last couple of months here. And I was kind of like, I like, I, I would never want to speak at anyone's church and just assume I know what should be said. And so I said to Pastor Matt, well, what would you like me to speak on? And he said, oh, well, I'd be interested to see what God tells you to speak on. And I went, oh, that's fun. So <laughs> let's hope I've heard the Lord right. And I started to think about this concept of my call, our call, the kingdom's cause. And I started to lean into God a little bit saying, what are you saying, Lord? And some questions started to form in my heart around this statement. If we can honestly answer these questions, then it's going to help us as individuals launch into our next season. But when a collective people do that, it thrusts the church into her next season. So today we're going to ask some questions. We're going to answer some questions. And I know that as a church, you've been championing community and community and what it means to serve God as a community within your community, right? So we're going to talk a little bit today about exactly this thing, how we as individuals make up a community called the church. If it wasn't for you and it wasn't for me, there would be an empty building. We are the community called the church. And this is the way that church was designed to be. It was designed to be many members who are one body. We all come together and when when we fulfil the role that we were designed for, when I'm doing what I'm supposed to do and when you do what you are supposed to do, then what happens is we start to walk into the greater purposes and call of God. We're not just fulfilling the thing I was put here to do, we're fulfilling the thing that God wants the church to do and ultimately what the kingdom of God and his cause is about. So we here as a church, as Manningham Christian Centre, right, when you're doing your bit and I'm doing my bit, this is what will happen. 
We will be a large community where the perfect love of Jesus embraces all. It won't just be a vision statement that sounds good to put on our walls or on our our artwork, yeah? When you're doing your bit and I'm doing my bit, that gets fulfilled. We become a large community where the perfect love of Jesus embraces all. And this mission statement is in perfect alignment with God's kingdom cause, with what he wants for the entire earth. It's because God so loved the world that he gave Jesus so that everyone can come into his family, right? Is that not a community where the perfect love of Jesus embraces all? So as a church, your cause is aligned with God's kingdom's cause. And here's the thing about God and his kingdom, right? Being part of his kingdom means you are part of his family. It means you believe in him. It means you have confessed Jesus as your Lord and Saviour and you are following him. So that means you're part of the family. And who knows when you are part of a family, you have a part to play, right? Is any young people here, do your parents constantly harp on you to do stuff to help around the house? If my kids were here, they'd be going, oh my gosh, my mum doesn't stop, right? Because you're part of a family, you have a responsibility and it's no different inside these walls. You are part of a family and you have a responsibility. We are members of one body. Each individually has a purpose and when we come together, we function together for God's purposes. Now this body, this church has a calling. We are the vehicle through which God is going to achieve his purposes on the earth. He can do it another way. He can go, I'm God, don't need any of you, and he can do it. But he doesn't want it like that. He wants to have us work alongside him and with him for his purposes. And what is God's purpose? God's purpose is this, that none would perish. He wants everyone to hear the good news. doesn't like good news. Have you ever met anyone who's like, oh, good news, don't want to hear it? No, I haven't, because Jesus is good news. That's what the gospel message means, good news. And God's will is that none would perish. How do we know this? Because he sent Jesus and Jesus said this of himself, I have come to seek and save the lost. That once was me. And if you're sitting in here today, that probably once was Jesus came to seek and save the lost. That's everyone who ever was and everyone who ever will be, okay? And to do this, we know that God sent Jesus. For God so loved the world, he gave his only son so that everyone who believes in him may not perish but have eternal life. And this is how much God loves us, right? That he not only sent Jesus to make a way for people to come back to God and know God, but God loves us so much that he then made sure that forever and eternity people would know who Jesus was and that they would hear good news of Jesus. Now, how did God make sure that was going to happen? Well, he did this really cool thing and some people call it commissioning, the great commission, right? He told his followers and those who were with him to go. He told them to go into all the world and preach the good news and be his witnesses to the ends of the earth. So that was God's foolproof plan to make sure that the good news of Jesus spread forever and eternity until Jesus chooses to come back again. He gave his followers, which are the people who make up the body of Christ, which are the church, which are you, 
which are me, which are every single person gathering around the world on a morning or a Sunday afternoon, right? Those people, he gave the call to go and be his witnesses to the very ends of the earth because God so loved the world, because his will, because Jesus came to seek and save the lost. It says in Mark, go into all the world and proclaim the gospel to the whole of creation, even the people who annoy you, even the people who are hard to talk to, even the people who may have hurt you. Because there's no greater witness than forgiveness, right? So go into all the world and proclaim the gospel to the whole of creation because God so loves the world that after he saved you, he gave you the call to go so that others can have what you have, so that others can know what you know. See, if you ever if you're sitting in this room today or you might be watching online, if you've ever had a moment where you go, oh, what am I here for on this earth? What am I supposed to do with my life? What's my calling? What, 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 why has God saved me, right? Ultimately, you have to know this. Every single person in this room, we have the same call. It's one word, go. That is our call. Every single one of us at its very core, our call is to go. But because we are members of the same body, because each member has a different function, like if my arm decided it was going to attach itself to my foot and start walking, that'd be weird, right? But that's not the function of my arm. The function of my arm is to do what arms do. You all know what arms do, right? So you need to find your expression of go. Your expression of go is going to look very different to my expression of go. But when you do your go and I do my go, then the rest of the world gets to hear the news about Jesus and none will perish. And here's some good news. When you're in a church, what happens is the way you go and the way I go start to fit together. And God uses it in a beautiful way to bring about his purposes, which here in this house, it is to be a large community where the perfect love of Jesus embraces all. Now, Paul, one of the the apostles in the Bible, he wrote a lot of the New Testament. Paul writes a lot about this idea of being members of the same body and and following Jesus. And in Ephesians chapter 4, and we're kind of just going to look around this text a little bit this morning. Paul writes, in my big paraphrase here, he writes this. Those who follow Jesus are part of his church. We are knitted and fitted together and held by Christ who holds the whole body together as we mature and grow in love toward one another and our demonstration of love to the world, right? That's what Paul writes. So we are going to have a little look at the non-paraphrased version this morning so you can see I didn't make it up. In Ephesians 4, Paul says, I therefore, a prisoner of the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called with all humility and gentleness and patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one spirit, just as you were called to one hope that belongs to your call. One Lord, one faith, who is over all and through all and in all. Given to each of us according to the measure of Christ's gift, Therefore, it says, when he ascended on high, he led a host of captives and he gave gifts to men. 
In saying he ascended, what does it mean but that he also descended into the lower regions of the earth? He who descended is the one who ascends far above all the heavens that he might fulfill all things. And he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds and teachers to equip the saints for the work of the ministry, for building up the body of Christ. Do I have any saints in the room today? I have a whole room full of them. You guys are to be equipped for the work of the ministry. Do you love that? That doesn't mean that the people who are leaders and have their face up over there are the ones who are going to do the work of the ministry, guys. It means you are. Their job is to equip you to do it. God is calling you to go, not just the people who have a title in this place. You're all to go. Until we attain to the unity of faith and to the knowledge of the Son of God to mature manhood or womanhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, so that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness in deceitful schemes. Rather, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head into Christ, from whom the whole body joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped, when each part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. Now, that is a big chunk of Bible. I'm sorry you had to zip <laughs> through a lot of reading, but sometimes you need to let the Word of God do what the Word of God does, right? And there's a lot in that. And I don't have the time today or we wouldn't be home before dinner to go through line by line what every single thing means. But there's a couple of things I want to highlight from what Paul is saying. In this family, in God's family, the church, right, God has provided people to build us up for the work of the ministry. He has provided people to do that. And the fact that Paul has written that, I want to say it right, he has written to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for the building up of the body of Christ. He has written that. He is affirming the words of Jesus that say we need to go. The going is the work of the ministry. The going and telling people the good news, that is it. And it doesn't matter if you're a business person, if you're a teacher, if you're a student, if you're a stay-at-home parent, that is where your ministry will be, okay? Where you are, what you find yourself in in a season of life, that is where your ministry will be. That is where you are supposed to go and that is where you are supposed to share Jesus and be a witness, and here's the key to being a witness, being discipled. It says that the leaders in a church are there to equip you for the work of the ministry. So the question today is, how are you letting your parents speak into your life? Yeah, we're a family here, right? We're a family. So I know sometimes my kids want to listen to me and sometimes they don't. It's just reality, right? And it's the same sometimes with leaders who might be above us. Sometimes we want to listen to them, sometimes we don't, okay? But they are there to equip us so that we can go. So if you feel stuck, like you can't go, if you feel like you've hit a road bump in your going, maybe go to those leaders and let them equip you for the work of the ministry so you are released to go. It's about 
being part of the family. And Paul says, as you are being discipled, you will mature and you will grow in love. Christ knits us and holds us together as we mature and grow in love. So I just want to talk for a quick minute here about being part of God's family. Any people who believe in Jesus, received Him as your Lord and Saviour and believe He died on a cross, then you are part of God's family, right? Now, who loves when their family, well, actually, some people might not, so this could be a bad question, but usually if a family has a big gathering and there's going to be like a barbecue and games and fun, and let's assume you're on good terms with everybody that's there, that sounds like a fun thing to go to, right? Right, you wouldn't want to miss that for anything, especially like it was like a reunion and you hadn't seen the extended family for ages. You need to think of Sundays like that, that it's the gathering of the extended family and you want to be there because it's going to be fun, okay? Because that's what you do in a family. You go to those family gatherings. You find like-minded people to serve God with, right? And that is the expression of us coming together. And the thing is that in Acts, right, the first believers modelled this for us. So early church believers weren't just part of a body because they hung around it or they watched from a distance, right? Early church believers were part of the church and part of the body because, one, they rocked up, two, they broke bread together, three, they sang songs together, and four, they learnt from the Word of God together. That's why the early church believers were early church believers. That sounds to me like they were knitted together, being fitted in love, they were being planted in the soil of being together and growing together in God's love, right? So that brings us to question one today. I said there'd be a few questions. There we go. No, it's coming. There we go. Question one, are you planted? So these early church believers were planted in the soil of being together and growing up in love. Question one is, are you planted? In this church, are you planted? Are you here by affiliation, like oh, someone who knows goes there and I occasionally rock up? Are you on the altar, like I've been coming for a while, but I don't really feel like this is my church yet? Um, you know, are you sowed into the soil of this place? Are you choosing to put down your roots and grow here and mature and grow in love? Are you choosing to be part of a large community where the perfect love of Jesus embraces all? Here's the beauty of being planted, right? When you decide this is my church, when you decide I will be planted here, then what you do in your expression of going to follow Jesus and sharing Jesus will complement what other people do. Someone could be waiting on you to get yourself together and decide I'm planted here so that their call can be further propelled because they need you to partner alongside them to achieve the purposes that God has here in this church and on the earth, right? And it's not about recruitment today. I'm not trying to say, hey, we have some spots open. I need people in teams because every church always has spots open and needs people in teams. That is not what today is about, okay? Today is about saying, guys, this is a family. 
And in a good family, people encourage one another. And in a good family, people see seeds of potential in others and go, I can see that you would be great at this. How about you come and do this or try this or be part of this, right? And it's the same in God's house. The leaders that God has put in this church are here to champion us in our expression of bringing heaven to earth. The leaders in this church want nothing more than to see you winning at winning people to Jesus. They want to see nothing more than you doing the very things that you are called by God to do. It is not about you being great. It is not about the church's name being up in lights. It is about Jesus. He is the reason we are here. He has saved us and now our lives in return are about him and making him known to others. That's the way it always has been and that's the way it will be until the day Jesus comes back again. So question one is, are you planted? Okay, once you can answer this and your answer is yes, hopefully yes, it makes discovering your expression of go a lot easier because inside community is where you find that you're released to go, okay? So find your community and then you will find your unique expression of go. How? How can that be so, Rose? I'm not supposed to sit there and go, "Um, what am I here for, Lord? Please tell me. I'm waiting, waiting, waiting. No. How so? Because when you're submitted to leadership, right, leadership who are committed to seeing you find the gifts and the talents and the spiritual expressions that God has put on your life, they will help you to grow up in him. Didn't it say, didn't Paul say that when um, you, that the pastors and apostles and evangelists, all those people, right, are there to equip you for the work of the ministry, for the building up of the body of Christ? Isn't that what Paul said that those leaders are there for? And I am a personal testimony of that happening in my life. That is why I have been released to go and plant a church with my husband because we have submitted to the leadership here. Our lives have been encouraged. People have put into us so that we can go and do the things that God has called us to do. So being planted is worth it. It's the only true way to grow as part of what God is doing. Be planted in God's house. The next question is this. What is your why? What is your reason? What are you giving your life to? What is your why? Not talking about a role or a job or a function or a title. I'm not talking about the what's of who I am and what I do. I'm talking about the why of what I do. And for me, it is this. I give my life to know Christ and to make him known. I give my life to make Jesus famous. That is the overarching purpose of my life. So whether I'm dealing with things in my family, in my work, in my ministry, in my community, anything, everything should align with that one purpose. Does this thing get me closer to Jesus? Does this thing help me express Jesus to those around us? What is my why? It's, and what, and the, the what of your life, right, the whys of your life shouldn't be locked into jobs or titles because who knows life changes. Who knows your circumstances change? Who knows you even change as a person? Who you are today is not the same person you were 10 years ago. And if it is, let's have a conversation after because it shouldn't be, okay? You should be growing and changing constantly. So if your why in life is locked into a profession, you're going to box yourself in tremendously. Your why in life should be able to 
outlast you. It should be your legacy, what you leave behind. Your why should be what you leave behind, okay? So what you give your life to should be your purposes in life and the reasons for your existence. Now, I'm going to tell you a little story, right? So when I was growing up, I always identified my purposes in life with what I was going to be when I grew up. That's what a lot of people do, right? And of course, I was going to sing and be famous, right? And I was going to have a records because I grew up in the age of vinyl. So I was going to have a records, okay? And here's the thing. I gave more attention to the outworking of a job or a passion rather than asking a bigger question. Why am I here? What is my life supposed to amount for, right? And then Q, age 14, found myself in a church a little bit like this one. And that was the first time someone spoke to me the good news about Jesus. And that was the first time my eyes were opened to the truth of who Jesus was. And in that moment, right, I was offered God's undeserved grace and forgiveness for my sin. And I said yes to Jesus. And that was the moment where my life changed. All of a sudden, I started to think about things other than me and being famous and making records. I started to think about, God's put me here for a reason. What's the reason God's put me here for? And at age 14, I remember sitting in church watching my pastor preach. And I looked at him going, I can do that. That's what I want to do. I can do that. I want to have a church and I want to do that. I just said that to myself. It wasn't this major, the heavens opened up and light filled the room moment. It was just a, I want to do that, right? And that's the thing about God. When you are surrendered to him and all you care about is him, he will lead you in ways you didn't think were possible. Did I know that sitting in a church at 14 thinking, I want to do that, would be what, fast forward, what I'm doing today? I didn't know that. But I made my why about him and I made my go about him and it was less about me. So if you're asking the why, right, or if you're a little bit confused about your why or if you feel like I thought I knew my why but it's not turning out the way I thought it would, God, then I would encourage you with this. Seek him first. Put him first above everything else, above all the noise, above the schedules, above the what I think I must do, the commitments and all that. Put him first. Seek him and he will show you what it is he needs you to do. And you might be listening to this message today and you might not be someone who's, you know, walking with Jesus. This might be a whole new concept to you. You might be like, what? Like someone else loves me and gave their life for me and now you're asking me to give my life for them? This sounds like an odd transaction, right? But here's the thing. Even you sitting here listening today, this is God wooing you into his purposes for you. He has destined you into something great and he wants more for your life than what you see currently. And you will find that through saying yes to Jesus. The thing is, Jesus doesn't just offer us a trip to heaven one day. He wants to be intimately involved in all of our lives until the day we get to meet him in heaven one day, right? So that's why when you seek him for your why, you'll be amazed with what he will do because he wants to be involved in every part of you. All right, we're almost there. We're almost at the end. Home run time. Question one, am I planted? Am I planted in the soil of a community called the church where I can grow up and mature in love? Am I planted? Question two, what is my why? It's not about a job, not about a title. It's about what will my life say about how I follow Jesus? 
And question three, how am I being part of the family? I'm serving. Okay. So how am I being part of the family, right? Who's good at something? Oh, guys, every hand should be going up. Quick, who, I'm going to try again. Who's good at something? Oh, good. Excellent. Good. We're all good at something, right? Everyone has a skill they can share or something that they know how to do well, right? Or something that you might even want to grow in and try more. While you are discovering your gifts and your call, the best thing you can do is serve the call of the house that you are in, okay? Because you will start to realise passions you didn't know you had because someone gave you a go. You'll start to gel with someone serving in an area that's going to encourage you or someone that you go, oh, I want to learn from that person, I want to glean from that person and that's going to help you work out what it is you want to do. One thing that I always find is God will align your personal go with where you are planted. Now, that doesn't mean that your every expression of why and, and, and your go in life is going to be confined to a Sunday church service. That's not what I'm saying. It probably isn't. There'll be a couple of things you do to contribute to a Sunday or to a midweek thing, but your expression of go is meant to be your lifestyle, right? Not confined to a church activity. Your call is going to, and your cause will be linked to and complement those you do life with, right? You will help someone achieve their call when you are following your call. Why? Because we are members of the same body, knit together and fitted together in love, right? When the first church started, people started being added by the thousands. So the people who were running the church needed help. They couldn't do everything that needed to be done. No shock there, right? So what happened was they started to look at the people they had there, who's got this strength, who's got that strength, and they started to give out the roles and things like that based on people's strengths and gifts and passions, right? That's how I know that your call will align with the kingdom's cause and it will pave the way for others to fulfil theirs. The disciples were doing what they needed to do, preaching and teaching and getting people in. That was the part that God gave them to do. They were equipping others so that their work could keep on going. Now, I want to throw in a very quick disclaimer here. Just because God told you to do something doesn't mean you get to do it tomorrow. Or just because you think, I'm so good at that, I'm taking over and Pastor Matt can go on a 10-month holiday, right? Just because you think you might be able to do it doesn't mean you get to do it tomorrow, right? There was over 26 years before the day, between the day that I sat there thinking, gee, I'd like to do that, run a church and preach, and the first day that Chapel Life held its first service. I know you're shocked because I don't look over 25, I know. But there was over 26 years in that gap, right? So here's the thing, right? In between that time, let me tell you what life looked like. It looked like lots of seasons of growing, serving where I found opportunities to, being submitted to leadership and letting other people lead me, lead other teams so that other people could grow. Sometimes it was about filling a gap if a gap needed to be filled. It was about going to Bible college, getting training. It was about all of those things. It was about allowing myself to mature and grow in love as part of God's body and stay planted and connected. That was what those 26 years looked like. And it's still no different. I'm still being discipled and mentored by Pastor Matt and Anna. It is still no different because I am still part of this body and we are still connected in the purposes of God. 
If leading a church was my goal, that's it, I'm done, I've arrived. But that's not. My goal is to live for him. My goal is to make him known to others who don't know him yet. So for now, the expression of go for me is planting a church. But that's only until God says here's the next season. So what you're doing today doesn't mean you're going to be doing it in 20 years' time. Or what you think, oh, I might be too old or too young. Well, no, God has something for you in every season. You just need to find your expression of go in that season. So in summary, guys, or how are you being part of this large community where the perfect love of Jesus embraces all? Okay? How are you being a person who as a collective you love God and love people? You're authentic. What you see is what you get. You're a community champion. You love God's word. You are sold out for Jesus. You have a hunger for the supernatural and you want to see this place grow. They're your core values. They are your core values. They are the values of a community that wants to see the perfect love of Jesus embrace all. So how are you planted in the house today? Are you planted? What are you living for today? What is your reason? And how are you being a part of this family? Just take a second. Have a look at those three questions there. To you, what says in your heart, ooh, I need to probably think about that question. Or what says in your heart, hmm, maybe I need to talk to somebody about how I can get more connected, how I can be built into this family a little more. I don't want to be on the outers. I don't just want to just drop in for a couple of months and they don't see me till Christmas again, right? We want everybody here connected, knitted together, fitted together in love and growing for the purpose that God has put you here on the earth. So this week, one, can everyone say one? One, this week. I want you to think of one thing you can do to answer one of these questions. One and one. It's not hard, right? If I said, here's your homework and gave you a big assignment, you'd all be like, oh, don't bring her back again. One, one and one. What's one thing you can do to answer one of these questions that is going to help you further find your expression of go and be part of this community. Maybe you can call someone, you can sign up for something, you can ask for help, you can ask for training, right? What is one thing you can do that will affirm, this is the church I want to belong to, this is where I want to grow in love, and this is where I want to express my go into the world, right? What's one thing you can do? And if you're stuck for things, visit the website, manninghamcc.org. You can sign up for any team you want to belong to on there, visit the website. Email the office. It is absolutely time, guys, to step up and lead because when we do, we make the way for others to come in and be led. You're the leaders who are going to lead people tomorrow. Okay, sounds like a political thing now, but you are. <laughs> that, is, that is how we roll in the church. doesn't matter if you're only 10 or 18, it doesn't matter. You have leadership on your life to lead someone else because you've been here a day longer than they have. So you can steer people into being planted. All right. I think we should pray to finish. How does that sound? Good plan. Yeah, that's the Christian thing to do. We pray at the end, right? So if you want to stand, stand. If you want to close your eyes, whatever you want to do, we're just going to pray. 
Father, I thank you for this time together today. And I thank you, Lord, for those who are here in this place and watching online or listening on the podcast later, God. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you stir within us the call of God, which is to go, which is to go and be witnesses to all the world. And that is where we find ourselves, God, in our communities, in our neighbourhoods, in our workplaces, in our schools. That is where you have called us to go and be your witness. So, Lord, would you stir our hearts, stir our hearts to go so that we would fulfil your will, which is that none would perish. Jesus, I thank you so much for this community, God. It is a community that embraces all. And I thank you, Lord, that as we press into you, I thank you that as we look for our expression of go, it strengthens this community because we are further knitted together in your love and maturing in you. God, I just thank you that every person in this room today will sense that you are calling them up to more because in you there is always more. And God, you would deposit dreams into people's hearts. Even now, Lord, as I'm speaking, God, tonight as people sleep, you would deposit dreams. They are going to have God dreams which awaken the expression of go inside of their hearts. And forever they'll be radically changed because they've encountered Jesus. So, Father, I just thank you that here in this place, God, you would reawaken dreams that may have been lying dormant. God, you would reawaken dreams. God, you don't put an expiration date on stuff the way we do. So, God, would you bring to life dreams that may have been laying up by the side. God, I pray that you would knit us together. God, that we would sharpen one another so that we would see your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Thank you so much, everyone. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. My name is Anna. I trust that during the service, God was moving in your heart and his presence was where you are. Just before we say goodbye today, I'd love to give you an opportunity to say yes to Jesus. If today's message spoke to you, or you've been considering believing in Jesus as your saviour, then I would love to invite you to do that now. Would you repeat this short prayer after me? Dear Jesus, I believe that you are the Son of God. I believe that you died for my sins and that you rose again to give me life. I ask you to forgive my sins and be my Lord and my Saviour. I open my heart to you today. Amen. If you said yes to Jesus today, we would love to hear from you. We would love to celebrate with you, pray with you, and help you start your Jesus journey. Visit our website, manninghamcc.org, and go to the I Said Yes page. Fill out your details, and one of our leaders will get in touch with you. We would love to hear your story. Hey, thanks for joining in today and being part of our service. If you enjoyed today's service, would you click the share button and subscribe to MCC so you can stay connected? We all need some good news and we would love to hear how God has spoken to you today. Visit manninghamcc.org and fill out a good news story form today. 
If you would love to know more how to grow in your relationship with God, then Next Steps provides the path for you. Visit bettinghamcc.org to find out more. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time.